Welcome back to Beyond the Bottom Line. I'm your host, Bert Miller. And I'm very, very excited today about today's guest, Mr. Dan Arment, the CEO of Riddell and BRG Sports. I've known Dan for over 30 years and worked with him at Revlon North America. And his background, as I remember, he's always been a leader of people. And that started, it started on the football field at Colgate uh, as an outside linebacker. And he continues today leading great people and companies and doing good work. Um, I've always, um, I always enjoyed being around Dan and learning from Dan. Uh, he is a couple of years older than myself, so I did learn from him. <laughs> Anyhow, well, Dan, let's just jump in. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Bert, and thanks for the kind words and introduction. I appreciate that. It's good to see you. Absolutely. So I always enjoy at the beginning of, of these podcasts to really start to understand the guest journey and their careers and how they, how they got to where they are and just walk us through the ride, if you would, from the days you were playing football at Colgate to Revlon in the cosmetics world, fast forward to Speedo, and then, of course, the last 21 years at Riddell BRG. Yeah, sure. Well, geez, you're asking me to go to the Wayback Machine here a little yeah. bit, but because I was thinking about it, it's been 38 years since I entered the workforce. So, uh, And I did start in the consumer packaged goods uh, business, uh, really sales and sales management, as kind of you did similarly. Um, worked for companies initially for Playtex, then uh, Menon, and then spent 10 years at Revlon. Uh, which was a pretty good run for all of us, if you recall. Uh, really uh, learned a lot in that early part of my career and uh, influenced me as I went forward. I joined Speedo in the late 90s. Um, and that, I guess, you know, you think about that as sort of my first introduction into the sporting goods business, but really it was the apparel business. Um, and I was there for a period of time. Uh, the uh, the uh, holding company, the larger company was underneath Warnico, went chapter 11. About that same time, an opportunity came up to work for Bell Sports. Uh, again, on the sales side of the equation. So I joined Bell Sports uh, um, in 2001 uh, and uh, was leading the sales organization there, the mass sales organization. Over a period of time, became general manager. Also in that period of time, uh, we were purchased by, uh, we were owned by private equity. They also had purchased the, uh, or combined us with Riddell uh, and then Easton, Easton Sports Businesses. Mm -hmm. In 2008, the CEO at the time asked me to uh, come to uh, Riddell Chicago to be president. It was an opportunity that made sense for me. So we moved from the West Coast, California here to uh, to the Chicagoland area. Uh, and then around 2012, 13, um, there was another change at the CEO level. And frankly, the mentor of mine, Terry Lee, asked me to take over role as president of Bell Sports, president of Riddell and executive vice president of BRG Sports. Our mission really was to the best businesses. At that point, again, we were private equity owned which we did, uh, and in 2016, Terry went up to C, uh, to executive uh, chairman. I took over CEO of BRG Sports and Riddell. Essentially, BRG Sports is Riddell. That is the business, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's the journey. Wow, well, a great journey and some amazing brands that you've been part of, and I, I bring that up because I, I do recall, uh, Dan, your leadership ability and the, the, the fact that you've always been able to attract talent and put put great people around you. And certainly you've been rewarded with that throughout your, your career and the growth of your career. 
a little bit at Riddell. Talk to me. You know, I've seen some of the assets and seen some of the interviews with the people in the in the warehouse. Just they just love the brand. They love working for Riddell and the overall group, and almost to the point, it almost does feel um, almost like a family. So, talk to me a little bit about your leadership style and the attraction of talent and why people do follow you. Well, you know, people love the football business. So, you know, you start with that and, uh, you know, that's, uh, it, it's fun to be part of, you know, the industry um, and Riddell's success, you know, predates my coming here, you know, by 80 something years. We're, you know, 19 year old business. So really well-established brand, well-known, highly respected in the sports equipment industry. Um, from my leadership perspective, uh, I've been fortunate to work with, attract, uh, and be part of a, a really, really strong executive team. We've been together, you know, as a team for the most part for, you know, a decade or longer. Um, and I think that's a little bit unusual. Um, but when you have qualified people that are really functionally capable, it makes your job a lot easier. And that's one of the things that I've, I've learned throughout my career is, you know, you have really good people working for you. It makes things a lot easier to manage and allows you to focus on sort of setting strategic direction. Um, and, and really what I try to do is to sort of set the strategic direction, obviously, with the input of the team um, and then let people do their jobs, delegate. You don't have to micromanage everybody. You need to be part of the process. You need to step in when there's particular challenges and assist the process. But if you do that, your team develops, I think, in a manner that allows them to grow, develop, and allows your business to really thrive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think as you just uh, articulated, that is a terrific overview of your ability. And you ought to write a book on that, Dan, because I think uh, I think there's a lot of leaders. I mean. If you take a look at what's going on in the world today, we've had more turnover at the CEO level uh, in 2022 than in some time. I'd like to segue real quick. You talked about the company itself and the company now being over 90 years old, and yet the brand stability has sustained over you know this period of time, number one, at Riddell, and two, you guys continue to be on the forefront of innovation and technology. How have you been able to do that with a company that's over 90 years old? Yeah, uh, good question. You know, let me put a little perspective on that. I, I think the the DNA of Riddell throughout its history has always been, you know, tightly linked to innovation. And if you look through the history of the company, most, if not all, arguably innovations in football equipment, helmets in particular, have come from Riddell. So when I got here, that foundation was was you know really solidly built. However, you know, the football universe and world was sort of changing at the time, much more awareness about the importance of protecting athletes' heads um, and a lot of uh, visibility around that. And that really presented, I think, an opportunity to, for Riddell to take its leadership uh, and innovation leadership to another level. One, you know, first of all, from an equipment standpoint, how do you accelerate the pace of innovation? Um, the football world had traditionally been sort of slow to adopt innovations. 
Um, as the environment changed, it became more important and people became more open to the, you know, to the idea of new technologies, new innovations coming into the marketplace. And I think we really threaded that needle exceptionally well and really drove the pace of our innovation. The other side of it was how do you start to communicate as a brand in this new world that's more complex? There's a lot of misinformation out there it became incumbent upon us to really focus on contemporizing our message, letting people know what we were doing um, and becoming more vocal from a leadership standpoint around what we were doing. No, absolutely. So now you've been instrumental, uh, Dan, over the last uh, you know, five years, well, 20 years, but certainly the last five years as a CEO, you've been instrumental in terms of, of um, uh, the growth of the brand and the Riddell brand and the partnerships, including those with the NFL. And part of that has really been driven around technology. So talk to me a little bit about how you are thinking about building an organization of the future, Riddell and the technology component along with the brand and, and the partnerships that you are building uh, throughout. Yeah, I, th I think I'd go back to, it's important to remember that we are a sports equipment company, first and foremost. So the ability of our products to protect and perform on field for a broad range of constituents, because it's not just the athlete, it's the coach, it's the athletic director, the athletic trainer, the equipment manager. We have to be very cognizant of that universe. Um, and as you know, as an athlete, an athlete's going to utilize the products that they think help them perform better. So we've got to strike that balance. We've been very successful with that. Again, around the time uh, that you know, the awareness around head protection became so critically important to everybody and an opportunity, we developed the product roadmap and said, okay, here's where we're at. Here's the technologies we have. How do we build those technologies out? And where do we intersect the various technologies into our product line and then build the organization around the needs required to support that? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the technology uh, real quick, Dan. So what is the feedback from the technology that people get that allows for coaches, trainers to ensure the safety of the athletes? I, I really am curious about the insights. Well, I think there's like we we think about our our product roadmap in three segments. Um, first, there's the core helmet technology. You know, how are you building? You know, the football helmet that well, it's not the football helmet you and I wore today, <laughs> but it is a football helmet that's you know designed to protect and improve athlete performance. So those you know that you you focus significantly on that in driving your your innovation quickly the other two segments of our product product roadmap have been uh custom fit technologies because you know helmets that fit better perform better from a, a a protection standpoint and a performance standpoint and then smart technologies how do you you know the helmet can provide information back and the intersection of those three components of our product roadmap have been very critical to our sort of longer term vision. Um, and the feedback that we get comes right from the users, whether it's a coach, athlete, 
athletic uh, trainer, equipment manager, we get very direct feedback because we're very, very intricately involved in the, in the world, you know, the football universe. That's great. So that, that leads me to the next point. So uh, the technology and the feedback, I want to talk about the smart technology um, real mm-hmm. quick. So the feedback's coming back to obviously where and, and that feedback, what, what is the impetus or what comes back to the trainers or the coaches that say, hey, we have a problem before it is a problem? Yeah. Let me let me step back and give you a little better perspective yeah. of that that smart helmet technology, which frankly we've been developing uh, since the early 2000s. It started with a, a very robust system called the Riddell Sideline Response System, predominantly used in major universities with major football programs, but also a research arm, um, and it was very very instrumental in a lot of rules changes at the NFL. The NFL kickoff rule was changed because of research done through the uh, the Riddell Sideline Response System. And again, very robust technology, but the challenge for us was, okay, this is great, but it's expensive. You need grad assistance to help you manage it. Most high schools, you know, lower levels don't have those kind of resources. It's important for us that our technologies aren't just used at the elite levels, but that we can push them down to the broad football universe. So in the early 2010s, we started on a journey to develop what we called Insight. The Insight technology is a technology that, you know, sits in any football helmet uh, and it starts to give data back on what impacts the players are receiving. Now, over time, we've developed that technology to now we have Insight Analytics. And what Insight Analytics, Bert, is, is it draws from, we have a database of over 8 million impacts. Uh, We believe it's the largest database of impacts in the world. Uh, And from that, we have by position, by skill level, a wealth of data that we can draw from And our helmets are all instrumented, can be instrumented, and that will send information back to um, program, back to us in the program that allows us to do comparative analytics. Um, Performance analytics are, have become, you know, quite widespread use in the sporting goods industry, but we have a very unique set of data that allows us to give that information back by player, by position, um, by uh, position group, by total team, and it can break down and compare versus national norms and highlight where there's opportunities, um, frankly, more of a training tool as opposed to an alert and monitoring tool. Alert and monitoring, it will tell you if uh, somebody received an impact that you should go evaluate that athlete. But what's more important to football programs is how do I teach and train my athletes to avoid those kind of impacts so that they stay in the game? Yeah, that, that is incredible, incredible insight and technology that you have. And obviously, that's what's keeping Riddell on, on the forefront. That is, that's terrific. So when you look at your competition, because as we mentioned, you've been around 90 years. Now you've been around 90 years, but you continue to be the leading brand, and now you're leading relative to the technology and the innovation as well. When you think about the technology or the competition, how do you benchmark that against other sports? You're not just benchmarking against 
your direct competition, football helmets and that, but you're also looking across the landscape of other, uh, other sports to benchmark your product? Yeah, good, good question. Um, you know, I, I say as it comes to competition, one of the things that is sort of a, uh, you know, in the DNA of Riddell is we are incredibly paranoid about our competition. I think you have to be, you know, the minute you, you know, start to, uh, you know, read your own uh, press clippings, as they say, from a leadership standpoint, you're setting yourselves up for, for a problem. Um, and obviously, we, we stay very focused on the equipment competition, but we also look more broadly at what are other segments of the sporting goods world's doing. And I think the, the inside analytics is a perfect example of that. You know, we saw that performance analytics was, you know, becoming ubiquitous in the, uh, in the sports world from an evaluation tool. Why wouldn't we take this proprietary database that we have of 8 million impacts and translate that into something that's beneficial for the sport, beneficial for teams and athletes, uh, helps better protect them, helps them perform better, but also is beneficial for our business. Yeah, and you aggregate that data and you can slice and dice any way you want, but, you know, position, athlete, you know, as you mentioned earlier, that. I'm all timestamps, so it can be matched up with, you know, you can take a practice planner, load in a practice planner that a, you know that a team would have, and see by individual segment, drill by position, what's going on with those athletes, and where are where are their impacts located, what kind of impacts are they have. It's amazing the information that comes out of it. Yeah, that would be it is very interesting, and it is different from the days that you and I played. We just. Uh, <laughs> Throw a helmet on. By the way, we did have face masks, didn't we, Dan? <laughs> yes, we All did. The and they weren't there. and they weren't leather either. <laughs> no. It's a, well. Anyhow, the next question is really coming back to leadership. I mean, I think a lot of leaders talk about being forward thinking, but what does that mean to you about being forward thinking, and how do you how do you go about executing that as a mindset for the, you know how you lead Riddell and you lead your team? Uh, you know, look. Leadership, innovation, forward thinking, vision, they're all great words, right? Right. They're just words, you know, and every company likes to believe that that's part of their, their DNA, I'm sure. You know, I think how we, you know, how we try to approach it is, again, coming back to the fact that we are a sports equipment company. We have to first lead from a product standpoint but we also have to lead across the industry um, with key industry issues, and we have to lead with our partners. So, um, you know, we're not, again, we're private equity owned. So delivering results every year is really, really important, but you don't deliver results every year if you're only thinking about that year. So we have to be thinking three to five years out, what's our roadmap? And then how do the other functions support and drive into that so that when we arrive there three years, four years, five years later, we're all aligned and ready to go. Yeah, but when I think of that, Dan, I always think about the results ha happens to be the scoreboard, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the culture, the leadership, the people you hire, the vision, the peeking around the corner, the innovation that you guys bring to the table, whether it be you or any other company, that that happens to be the journey, and the byproduct ends up being the results. 
And mm-hmm. so many people are focusing on the results and you have to get that because you are PE backed. But the fact that you can also couple that with the fact of building a company, leading a company with great people and working with the technology that the byproduct is great results. Certainly that's going to keep Riddell at the top of the line. Yeah. And I think you, you, you bring up a, a really critical point, you know, it's all our biggest asset our most critical asset is the Riddell team. You talked about in the opening, the passion, the, you know, it's there. They love the business. How do you harness that and set the direction and communicate it so that everybody understands where you're going and is pulling in the same direction? That's not easy to do. Right. <laughs> um, but I think we've done a pretty good, a pretty good job with that. But recognizing if your people don't know where you're going and aren't bought into it, and if you're not over communicating and consistently communicating, that's when things get off the rails. Yeah, absolutely. Give them the North Star, give them, you know, make sure they have the North Star crystallize, over communicate, ensure they're safe, and you'll have a great, we have a great team. So what's next for Riddell? Talk to me a little bit about that. You know, I think that's uh, it's an interesting question. Um, I, I'd come back to we've had this roadmap, this path that we've been on for you know since I've been here, um, and, and obviously the foundation was built long before then. Um, I think we're best served if we continue to focus on our business the way we have been. We've established a leadership position. Um, we have a clear, you know, vision from a product standpoint of where we want to go. You know, we're not entirely there yet, for sure. Um, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of technologies in the pipeline that we can bring forward in the future. Again, as a sports equipment company, that has to be your, you know, your driving star. I do think that inside analytics. Uh, is really a, a you know a, a significant potential growth engine for the organization. Um, so we're going to continue to do what we've been doing, um, but you know redouble our efforts to do it better and, and continue to succeed. Well, look what you've done. You you, you created a brand, and now it, uh, NFL rules have been changed because of the data, and that's come back. You've done a nice job crystallizing in three buckets, your roadmap, which helps people understand the direction where you're going. And you're keeping stress, you're keeping what I would call positive stress on the business to ensure you don't get lulled into some routine where there's comfort, but also allowing the company to continue to grow. Uh, and then, of course, the data and the innovation. Uh, that's, a, that's a great recipe for success. Dan, is there anything that uh, I've left out in a direction that we want to go, that you'd like to take us, or we about done here? Well, I think we've covered, you know, most of the ground. I think what I'd, I'd probably ended up is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, really fortunate. I, I feel, you know, incredibly um, honored to have the opportunity to, to lead the Riddell brand. Um, I believe, you know, firmly that our success has been driven by the people in the organization um, because they really care. And they, you know, they care about the industry, they care about football, they care about the company. Um, that is a pretty special place to be, you know, as you get uh, a little longer in your career. 
And, uh, you know, I hope to continue to, to drive the business and lead it and, and help us grow and, and, you know, have continued success. Well, Dan, congratulations. It's, it's really been, it's been great for me to watch your career grow. And certainly um, the leadership that you bring to Riddell and the fact that, you know, it's a company that has a lot of passion. Certainly they're passionate about football and they're also passionate and caring about the organization. That's a tribute to all the Riddell leadership. So thank you for joining the show. Yeah, thanks, Bert. Appreciate it. This is Beyond the Bottom Line. I'm your host, Bert Miller, and we'll see you next time.